Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. In the flesh? Well, not really. You're virtually here, but, like, you're not in the flesh. Virtually in the flesh? Virtually in the flesh. That's more like it. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm great. I'm great. That's great. <laughs> Tony the Tigers our guest star for uh, this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're sponsored. Get the hell out of here. We're sponsored by Frosted Flakes. Please sponsor us, Frosted. This podcast is brought to you by Frosted Flakes. No, do you imagine? <laughs> a weird sponsor. That'd be such a yeah. Some like YouTubers and stuff and like podcasts have like weird sponsors that like have nothing to do. That's with. true. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, um, the NBA season starts up soon. Really excited. Um, December 21st, I think, is the first day. Well, that's what you told me, so I'm assuming it's December 21st. The Lakers and Clippers play day one, and then the... I think it's the Bucks and Warriors, or Nets and Warriors? No, it's Nets and Warriors. What are the Christmas Day matchups again? Uh, Christmas Day is... Oh, gosh, I don't even remember. <laughs> I looked at it, and I don't even remember. Um, um, I'll check right... Or you check right night. now. You check this right is, now. Why is the schedule so bad? Pelicans and Heat? Oh, I forgot. That was such a weird one. Oh, yeah. That was the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That was a weird one. Wednesday, December 23rd. Um, December 25th. Pelicans and Heat. Yeah, that's the weird one. Golden State at Milwaukee. I yes, still mind. Was, I don't mind that one either. Uh, Nets at Celtics. I feel like Celtics could have had a better matchup, but Nets are still fine. Oof. Um. Dallas speakers. That's the one I'm, that I wanted. I'm hyped for that one. I'm hyped for that one. Yeah, same. Clippers um, it's Clippers Nuggets. So yeah, that I was another one that I wanted. Guys versus Nuggets. You wanted the yeah. I mean, that's true. Um, okay. So the season starts up soon, and I just want to ask, like, do you think that the season is going to go smoothly? Because the bubble went smoothly, but that was in the bubble, and now teams are traveling, and there's already been lots of positive tests uh, within the NBA. So, I think with the way America is specifically, how they don't really seem to give a fuck about all the cases they have, Yeah, I don't think the season will be affected insanely. But mm-hmm. we'll see. And cases could go down for in terms of players, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I mean they're banning lots of like places, like public places that NBA players can go to. And yeah. like it's basically just like an injury. So they're making the rosters larger, I think. I think they're like fifteen man rosters now. Because if there's lots of injuries and COVID cases, then you can have more no, players yeah. on your roster traveling with the team. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I mean, there could be people are gonna be like, "There's an asterisk on the season. Everyone's just, it's just, it's just a bad season. It's the virus. Why doesn't deserve this championship? It's the it's the Mickey Mouse championship. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um. Okay. So we're doing our award predictions today. Um. So we have every major award: MVP, Rookie of the Year, Six oh, yeah, Man Defensive Player. Any others? No, we're just doing the. We're just doing the main ones. So we're doing all the main awards and then coach of the year. So most improved, deploy, stuff like that. So how we're doing our predictions is we're going to predict who we think will win the award for the upcoming season, who we think will be the runner up. And then like a dark horse candidate, someone that not a lot of people are predicting, but then but can potentially John like Wall. make some noise. <laughs> His backstory. <laughs> um, okay. 
Uh, what award do you want to start with first? Do you want to work? Do you want to start with the MVP? I say, or do you I want to work your say, way up? No, I was going to say MVP, but I think we should work our way up to it. Um, okay, what do you want to do first, son? We'll do rookie. Okay, yeah, rookie. It, it makes sense. First award, first year players. We'll do rookie of the year. So, rookie of the year. I mean, when you think about awards and like comparing accolades with like NBA players, rookie of the year really doesn't matter. Yeah, no, like, it doesn't. But like, everyone still likes to act like it does. Everyone does. Remember when Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell, everyone was getting heated. It's like, and like, even right, last so, year, everyone was even this year heated. with Zion. Like, and yeah, like, I don't like, care no who wins. It. It's not that important, man. It's mm-hmm. not, but the rookies do find it important. And that's the big yeah. thing. Like, rookies find like, that bro, stuff. The thing what? that made me mad is people were like, Josh should have won unanimously. Like, who gives a fuck, man? He should have, but I don't care about it. Like, I don't care that one guy voted. Like, I'm not pressed about it. I'm not heated. Exactly. Um, like, it's okay, man. And, like, it doesn't predict who's going to be the best player out of that class. Like, exactly. it's just about who had the best rookie year and who had the most opportunity and who made the most impact immediately as a rookie. So, yeah. that's what people need to yeah. keep in mind with this award. Um, My winner is LaMelo Ball. Um, yeah, so is mine. So that's mine. Okay, I thought that was going to be yours, too. Um. With him, I mean, he's, I think in my opinion, he's the most skilled player in uh, this draft. And I think in Charlotte, he's just going to get a lot of opportunity. I feel like he also has probably the highest ceiling as well. I think he does have the highest ceiling. He's the most skilled right now and has the highest ceiling, in my opinion. And I just think that he's just going to come in and just make an immediate impact to that. I mean, we've already seen that Charlotte. He's making a big impact on that organization already. Uh, Yeah, even with just this off the court stuff. Just, like, jersey sales and stuff and, like, marketing. It was just such a good draft selection by them on so many different exactly. levels. And yeah, just no. getting them that... Uh, yeah, low it's like a sleeper for me now. Not no, in terms of, like, anything, but... I, I had the Hornets as the draft winner because they had some good second-round selections, too. And, yeah. Yeah, they... yeah. yeah, I noticed that, actually, when I was looking over it. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I have him winning. I think he's just going to do wonders for that team's offense and just revitalizing like that team. I think they're going to be an exciting team to watch, even though they might not make the playoffs. But With the addition of Hayward as well? Yeah, I think just giving that team new life and just immediately coming in as that main guy and just making an immediate impact, I think he'll win rookie of the year. And also flashiness also matters too. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's going to come in and win the vote. So yeah. Uh, anything else to add about your winner, LaMelo Ball, as well? Nah, yeah, pretty much hit everything. Great pick for the Hornets. I think he's gonna hoop out. Yeah. Nature oh. MVP? No, I'm just kidding. Hell no. <laughs> I mean, you never know, but like, we're if we're if we're like predicting right here and now if we think he's gonna be a future MVP, I'm saying hell no. Like, yeah. I don't think he has that type of ceiling. I think he's like all star. All star, like a solid all star, like a consistent yeah, all star yeah. guy, all star reserve. But yeah. Um, another thing is like. Everyone's like, but LaMelo's defense is bad. But, like, defense doesn't matter when it comes to rookie of the year. It's literally just who's the most flashy and, like, I mean, like I don't know, man. If you're comparing Zion's defense to last year, that's pretty bad. Well, yeah, but that's not why he didn't win the award. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's he could have, if he would have just played more games, his defense was atrocious. They still could have won. Mans literally could have played, like, nine or, ten, nine or ten more games and could have been in considerations for it, to be honest. That's sad. Yeah, I know. He just need a couple more games. Like that's sad. Um. So who's your runner up for this award, Rookie of the Year? Uh, I got Wiseman as my runner up. Okay, I I do too. <laughs> um. As, yeah. Why, why don't you have uh, Edwards as your? I think we should talk about that first because I mean, first overall pick. I mean, 
Um, I just feel like with the Timberwolves, it's going to take Edwards a second to kind of figure things out. And okay, especially yeah. the motivation doesn't seem to be there. Coming into the draft, I liked Edwards, but uh, I don't know if my man was just trying to like tank his draft stock or something, but with all the things he said, it made him kind of sus, so I don't know. I don't know either. I just okay. My main thing is I don't think that I think Wiseman's just gonna get more opportunity, and I think he's gonna. I was play, about to say that too. Yeah, he's gonna play off of the supporting cast of the Warriors bear because Draymond and Curry are gonna make Wiseman look like like a god, and like he doesn't even need to be like have his skills fully developed yet. As long as he's just playing as a traditional big next to Curry and Draymond, like he'll be fine. Like he exactly. doesn't even need to show off like his full potential yet, which is the scary thing. Yeah, you um, can, can literally wait a couple years to do that. Exactly. But, like, I think he's just going to excel with Curry. And I think that they're just going to play off each other so well. Same with Draymond. And yeah, yeah. just, I think that Wiseman can average, like, 15 and 9. I was like going to say, I think he could go um, uh, average, like, a solid 15, 16. I think 15, 16 points and be, I mean, what scoring option would that be on that team? Like, third? Like that's third. Um, I mean, fourth Wiggins, Ubre, Curry. So like that fourth. Damn, that's if they had Clay, bro. Like the the Warriors, the blah, blah, the Warriors would look so lethal if they had Clay. I might not even have this Warriors team as a playoff team. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's my I hot mean, take. When we get to our standings predictions, yeah, I don't even know if it I have just the depends Warriors on the teams a, that drop it, jump in. I'm just, and I don't like their bench, but yeah. And I'm just really concerned about if Curry, like Curry, is one injury away from their season being over. Like that's just oh, yeah. a scary thing. Um, Curry yeah. misses like even five, ten games. It's like really exactly uh, a huge issue for them. Exactly. Um, who's your dark horse for rookie of the year? I think this one will have different. I didn't really know what to do for my dark horse, to be honest, because like uh-huh. I don't know. When I saw a lot of people, I was like, meh. Uh, I put Toppin though. I don't know okay, if that's like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people aren't picking Toppin, but I also had a Killian Hayes. Okay, yeah, mine is Killian Hayes. I, um, yeah, I had Toppin first, and then I kind of saw him after, and I was like, that wouldn't be bad either, but yeah. I had Toppin until I seen that Killian Hayes was going to be a starter. I would have had Killian Hayes over Toppin before, but I wasn't sure if Killian Hayes was going to start, but then it's been confirmed by Dwayne Casey that Killian Hayes will start this year. Um, so he's going to be their starting point guard. And I think he's going to come in and not even like, I don't, I think he's going to have a rough rookie season because he's playing in Detroit. But like, I think he's going to put them, I think he's going to make noise and potential. Like, he's going to get all the opportunity. Well, he's, yeah, he's going to have all the opportunity in the world there. So, yeah. He's, he's 19. He's going to be the starting point guard on probably the worst roster in the league and just have unlimited. Uh, well, I mean, other than the Thunder. But I mean, he's just gonna have unlimited opportunity, and Toppin's a good one just because like he's already like so much like older and more polished, which is then, like yeah, that's what I was thinking, Toppin. And it's but easy to adjust, place, quote unquote. Yeah, that's true, and I just I just don't think that he's gonna get as much opportunity as Killian Hayes. But I mean, coming in yeah. as like a twenty-three year old like is very key because it's hard for players, some players, to adjust to the NBA. Like it takes a bit, and he's already like NBA ready, so. Yeah. Um. Which award do you want to do next? Six man. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh. So with this award, just a couple of things to say. This one's pretty hard to predict because we don't know yeah. what the lineups are going to be. So it, exactly. Ca- and that, that's what I was having issues with. 
we have to predict who's going to be like which team is going to have like which t- players are going to come off the bench for each team, and then also predict yeah, like, which will be the best. Um, but, yeah, I was looking at, I was trying to look at two K yesterday to see people who could who would be coming off the bench. Yeah, and like like even like the Lakers, like I don't even know like what they're going to do with their lineup. So I didn't have Harrell or Schroeder because I didn't know if they. Oh were gonna, really? I don't have no. I actually really like my uh, my six round predictions. Uh, who's your winner? I have Schroeder. Okay, I think he should have won it last year, and I want to see yes. him win it this year. I agree that he should have won it last year. I wholeheartedly believe that he was robbed of that award, even though like it doesn't matter in the long run. But he should have won that award, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. the thing about Schroeder is he said that he doesn't want to come off the bench. I'm pretty sure I've seen oh, that. Really? Yeah, he said like, I think I need to find the quote, but he that's what the thing that concerned me, and I think he might start. I don't know. He was really nice off the bench, though. I need to see what he said. He and then said, have Wesley Matthews in KCP to start. I would like him coming off the bench. I, that I, bench I, want, I want him to come off the bench, but I think he said that he wants to be the starter. So that's why I was kind of concerned, and I might just give him – Oh, yeah, he wants to be a starter uh, for the Lakers. That was a report six days ago. I mean, I'm not mad if you were to, but uh, yeah. And he's getting consideration to start point guard is what it says. So I just think he'd be really nice off the bench as well for them. Oh, I think leading that second unit, I think it would be better. I think that him and Harrell off the bench would be better. Exactly. I, and and sure. then they have Kuz. I don't know who else. Uh, Caruso. Yeah. I don't really know. Can't really think of the Lakers bench right now. They got rid of like half the team. But yeah, like you don't need like you could start. You could have LeBron. Um, who's their LeBron KCP? Wesley, Wesley, what KCP. LeBron? Wesley Matthews, KCP, AD, and then Gasol. And then your bench exactly. would be... Yeah, like, that's a good unit. And, like, just because that's you start nice, a yeah. player doesn't mean that they have to finish the game for you. Like, Schroeder would be probably finishing, like, closing oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. So, like... What is the Lakers' closing lineup? Like, Schroeder, um, KCP, LeBron? Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, Gasol? Would the, would you, or would you have AD at? Oh, you might have AD at center. I think I would think I'd yeah, put AD at center, but I don't yeah. know if I want at the four because I don't think I want Kuz there. Uh, yeah, that's unless true. you slide LeBron to the four and have uh, Wesley stay in. Uh, I don't. I don't really like LeBron at the four there, though. I like him at the small forward. I mean, the I, thing is, it's more so like just um, more so I, just for defensive purposes. I mean, I like what Gasol brings, though, like, for, like, leadership and, like, experience there. So That's true. I don't know. We're getting really off topic. Okay, who's your yeah. sixth man? Okay, my, oh, you said yours is Schroeder. Yeah. Uh, mine is Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, I, really, I have him as my runner-up. I really think he's going to win this award. If the, if the Lakers players, like, yeah, if the Lakers players don't have a big year, I think that the next person up other than a Lakers player is Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, like he had a really good season last year as he was uh, extremely underrated. Think, yes. Exactly, and I think him coming off uh, him coming off the bench will be really nice for Brooklyn. I actually don't mind that. I really like that they didn't go go all in for like Harden or something. Yes, I, I think the Nets bench is going to be a very underrated part of their season next year. Yeah, that's facts. I still would have liked them to get Drew Holiday. But that's like the yeah. only like problem. Like I would have rather them. Like I'm I'm not like mad that they didn't change anything. But I would have rather them get Drew Holiday because he would be the perfect fit. Well, like, he would have been like perfect for them. Yeah. Like just swap Karis Levert and Drew Holiday and then throw in like Jared Allen. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. So yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's gonna have an amazing year. Just fully accept that six man role. Um, and then he could even like 
potentially close for them. Like they could have a closing lineup with him there. So then at the two, at the two, and then Levert at the three. Maybe Joe Harris at the four. Durant at the five. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Um, so your runner-up you said was uh, Dinwiddie. Is there anything Dinwiddie. you want to add on to? No, not really. I just, uh, I think he's gonna hoop out next season, and I I want to mm-hmm. see him do good off the bench, and I want to see that Nets team do good. So yeah, I do too. I really like that team. Um, he's really underpaid as well. Dinwiddie's really underrated, big... really underpaid. Uh, in my opinion, he's their third best player on the team. I think he's better than. I, uh, yeah, I don't think that's a. I, I don't know. Levert was hooping out last season. No, nah, I, 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 I still have Dinwiddie over Levert. Personally, I don't know. Depends yeah. how they fit. I'd say it depends how they fit together, uh, like fit with the team next year. That's true. This season. Um, and also we've seen Dinwiddie not play great next to Kyrie, so I think it's perfect for him to come exactly. off the bench. And also, exactly. Kyrie has the injury trouble, so then if Kyrie gets injured, then you have Dinwiddie who can immediately come in and just be okay, great so as well. Off. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my runner-up is Jordan Clarkson. Kind of like okay, that's a good one, actually. I, I couldn't really, like, I didn't want to put a Lakers player here because, like I said, I wasn't sure. And then I looked at all the other six men. And I'm like, I don't really see anyone else. But Jordan Clarkson. I know. We, that's what I was struggling with. I couldn't really figure out who. Jordan Clarkson, we know, is going to be a six man, obviously, because um, Donovan Mitchell is going to be the starting shooting guard. <laughs> um, Jordan Clarkson just got paid. I think he's going to have a really good season. He's just a bucket. He was, and he was really nice for them last year. He was, yeah. When he That was a great trade by them. And then yeah. I'm glad they got him back. I'm really liking the Jazz this season. I think they're going to be great. I really like the Jazz last season, too. Yeah. But Jordan Clarkson, basically the sixth man of the year is just like the bucket award. It's basically just like who can get the most buckets yeah. off the bench. That's they're really right. what it comes down to most of the time. And Jordan Clarkson's just a walking bucket. He's going to get his off the bench. Yeah. Um, Who's your dark horse? I really did not know who to put for my dark yeah. horse. Because mainly just because I wasn't sure like who was going to be coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I went with Bogdanovich slash Hawks player, depending on how like they do their lineups. <laughs> Hawks I think player. Yeah, that... the, I think someone from the okay. Hawks could win it because I'm not sure how they're gonna do their lineups. I was also looking at I think, yeah. the Pelicans. I was thinking maybe like Bledsoe Jay- or something, depending who comes off the bench. I think JJ might come off the bench. I don't know though. Oh, but maybe I don't know who they're gonna play. Exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. Weird... Like with these yeah. teams, I don't know who's starting and who's not. So, but yeah, I said either a Bojan Bogdanovich or a Hawks, or it's just someone from the Hawks. Is Gallinari got? What is? I don't like the Hawks I, having Gallinari. I don't like. The, I don't like either. I kind of want them to run Gallinari off the bench, though. I mean, yeah, I think a Hawks player is a good bet, and that's surprising because they had the worst bench in the league last season. To have a player that can <laughs> like, like they like definitely prioritize upgrading their bench. Do I like the way they upgraded it? Hell no, but they did it. They upgraded their bench, but I don't like the fit of how they upgraded it. But I mean, they they just got like the best talent, and yeah, it's a lot like of people got a are... team, man. They just like got a bunch of players that could start, but some are gonna have to come off the bench, and it's like, oh. I just don't like having. I just don't like that combination of players. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, my dark horse is actually Marcus Smart. Um, I didn't he's... know if he was good. I was looking at him. I didn't know if he was gonna come off the bench though, because isn't he the, like he started in the playoffs? And now that they don't have Hayward, is he gonna be like a solidified starter? Shit, I forgot Hayward's gone. Well, never mind then. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot Hayward's gone. Well, there goes mine. Um, well, I mean, I just thought like, okay, we'll replace Marcus Smart with a Marcus Smart-esque player. Just like an energy guy. Because usually the Sixth That's Man of the Year award is just like players who score. Well, but, I'm on about it last year. Yeah, but if Marcus Smart 
was off the bench, then he's a dark horse because oh, like, yeah. like for six mats, all about scoring. It's not about impact. That's why players like Lou Will, players like Eric Gordon, Eric Gordon. That's another player who I thought it was my yeah. dark horse because I think he's gonna come off the bench and I think he's gonna have a bounce back here from next from last year. So I was, that's my yeah, dark I was. Horse. Also- I was also thinking about someone from the Rockets, but again, I still don't know their lineups. Like, if they're going to run Boogie off the bench or Christian Wood or PJ Tucker, like, I don't know. They have options. I think Gordon will be off the bench. I think they'll start Daniel House. Personally. Yeah, so do I. Uh, Daniel House would. I man, they should have kept Roko, bro. If they had Roko, that team is way better. I love Roko. 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 Okay. <laughs> um. Do you want to do Defensive Player of the Year now? Or I was gonna most, say improved. most improved, but okay, we'll, yeah, we'll do most improved. We'll do most improved. Um, this one's also hard because you have to predict which player is gonna take a big jump next year. Yeah. Um, uh, I have Christian oh. Wood. Oh, you still have Christian Wood? Still have Christian Wood. I think he's gonna That's really. A... Feed, I think he's really gonna feed off of Harden and John Wall. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll just really help him, and I think I think he's gonna be really nice for the Rockets next year. As soon as he left the Pistons, he immediately went off of my most improved front runner list. I just like most improved players basically all about opportunity and his opportunity diminished. Like, I think he That's will true. play well off of them, but I don't think that because most improved players are usually like first, second options usually. And like, yeah, yeah. Wood isn't really that right now. Like, if he was on the Pistons, he would be my front runner. But yeah, freaking Pistons, man. So stupid. They're so dumb. Um, see, the thing about this award is I don't see anyone like I don't see any like front yeah, runner for me. I was like I was really struggling to figure people out. Like my winner is Jamal Murray, but I don't even know if he like he's. I just like did the safe bet because he's the favorite, but I don't even know if he win true. it. I don't even think yeah, he'll yeah. win it. But like, because I'm not really high on him having the same season he had in the playoffs. Like I think that yeah, I'm not really like, I'm not really high on him people. I'm not high on him in the regular season either. So I just have him here as a safe bet. You could do the same with Shay too, interchangeable. Oh, um, true. But they're they're both like the thing about Shay is like he's probably gonna average like twenty three, but like he's gonna do it inefficiently, and he's also like he took a big jump from his first to second year, and he's gonna take a exactly you know a bigger one, bro. He averaged thirty three in my my league. I did yesterday. Oh my god! Yeah, he he goes crazy <laughs> in my league. Um, okay, uh, runner-up. Who's your runner-up? I got Markkanen. Okay, I have Markkanen as well. Yeah, um, I think now that yeah. freaking dumb Boylan is gone. Egg, um, egghead. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Egghead. Dr. Eggman. <laughs> uh, I think he's gonna re-establish kind of what he was already able to do, like, uh, mm-hmm. the season before last year, I guess. He was, he was looking really nice with his post-game improving, his, uh, he was looking jacked in that one photo. I remember. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember and, that uh, too. Yeah. Now, now that he's hopefully not just a pure stretch, he'll uh, actually be able to be a really nice piece for that Chicago Bulls team. Yeah, definitely. I think he'll take a big leap. Um, he's had a lot of time off to really just get like improve his skills and also just get stronger, which I think will be a big yeah. thing. Um, and just working on his versatility as well, just not being a guy that just like sitting in the corner. I think that they're really gonna utilize get him more, rebound. which I really like. Yeah, he wants yeah. the ball, just got the rebound. That's like that one Kobe <laughs> meme. Kobe, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's literally Boylan's has that Mamba mentality. But no, um, 
I think that he could potentially like average near 20 points per game, maybe even 20. Like I think he could average like 20 points per game and potentially be an all-star candidate. Like I don't think he'll yeah, make the game, probably. but I'm I have high expectations for him this year. Which, I want I mean, him to take that big jump. I think he will too. I think he'll take that big jump. I think that the team is rebuilding and he'll just get lots of opportunity. Like some te- some people think that this team can make a push for the eighth seed, and I'm not really like I don't think I don't, they're ready to. Like I think they're not ready to players, no. no. If their players develop, they can, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're ready to as soon as next season because they just got some nice draft pieces for them. Yeah, uh, they're rebuilding. Like, so, yeah, that's true. Their point guard position is kind of sus. Uh, I mean, Kobe White. I don't know. It just depends on what you think of Kobe White. I'm not really high yeah. on him, but I think that he is. I kind of look like him in like a six man role. I think that he eventually will be that, but he's just like that bucket guy. Like, I think he could be a potential like, exactly. six man of the year winner, like in the future. But as of right now, they have no one better to be at that point guard spot. I mean, maybe Cade Do they Cunningham. Still... <laughs> I don't think they'll be that bad, though. It'd be cool. Yeah. I would actually really they like could, that. But... They could win the lottery next Michael Jordan. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't ever. I hate when people do that. Uh, what were you saying? MJ. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying? I have no idea. <laughs> All right, then. Um, who's your dark horse for most improved? Are you, like, um, really out a... there with this one? This is another one that I was really struggling with. Uh, I just put Lonzo. Okay, yeah. I also had Malik Beasley in mind, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those aren't know, bad. I, like... I don't think that they will. It's just, like... No, neither do I. But it'd be nice... <laughs> it'd be nice to see Lonzo take an actual jump, even if it's not in terms of, like that much statistically just getting his efficiency up becoming a better just polishing himself more as like a basketball player because that's like the main thing that i think he struggled with like he's taken good steps every year like in terms of working on his jump shooting he's like he was actually a good three-point shooter next season the last season i mean he's not a good free throw shooter which is yeah concern really needs to work on but um yeah yeah i think he could just work on his game as a whole and yeah also, yeah, like his his finishing, his playmaking, his finishing is awful. And... You remember that clip of uh, Lonzo in the fast break, and he blows a wide open layup, gets yeah. the rebound, he blows it again. <laughs> That's that defines his finishing. Exactly. Um, so yeah, most improved is all about. Um, my thing with most improved is it's all about opportunity, and also you have to be the right age. Like so, you, yeah. so basically, just look at. But also, you have to be like. You don't get most improved players that don't make all-star games usually. Like, usually the most improved player makes an all-star game. That's like, true. last that year was true. Ingram, Oladipo made an all-star game in his most improved season. Same with guys like Paul George, Giannis. Like, usually you are an all-star. You take that and jump. And yeah. you take that jump from good young player to all-star. That's usually what exactly. it is from what I've seen. Um, but my dark horse is Markel Fultz. That's um, a good one. That's a good one. Because I think in the East... I think he could definitely make some noise to make an all-star team if he makes the right jump. Like, it's not too out of the question. Like, in the West, it's hard to have a most improved player candidate because it's so hard to uh, do I mean, good in the West. Points, the East, I mean, but Kemba probably won't be an all-star this year, so then Fultz will take that spot if he has that improvement. I don't know. I just, I mean, oh, they also got Westbrook in the East now. But... I don't know. I just see Marco Fultz like he has the potential to take a big jump because obviously former first overall pick. Um, I also think that the Magic need to just give him the ball as much as possible. 
Yeah. Like, Jonathan Isaac is out. You're not playing for anything. Literally, give Markel Fultz his reps. And he showed flashes last season. He great has. Match. I really – I'm still, like – obviously, I don't expect him to be, like, anything amazing. But I An still MVP. think Markel Fultz yeah. – yeah, I still think Markel Fultz has really good potential. I do, too. Like, last season, in, like, 36 minutes, which, I mean, I know isn't a great stat to go off of, but he averaged, like, 15 and 6. So, like, I think he could average, like – like if the Magic play their cards right, like their focus should be on developing him this season. They're not playing for anything I mean, else. Well, They're not they making also the playoffs. Drafted, uh, they drafted Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony. I don't. I don't like that. Player. I don't know why. Like Orlando, what are you doing? Like yeah. you're gonna draft Cade Cunningham next year too. I mean, I would if you if you've got the first overall pick. But like Cole still. Anthony is also injury prone and like exactly. They just love getting players that get injured, I guess. So, yeah, so like, I think it's either about if they want to try and develop Cole Anthony or Markel Fultz, and I think they should go with Markel, but, you know, you never know with them. I think this season you really play Markel a lot of minutes. Like, he played 28 minutes last year. Play him, like, 33. Give him lots of touches. And who cares, well, yeah, if, like, you, who cares if you're bad? He has the potential. Like, just play him that much. Just play him lots. Well, yeah, like, I'd rather pick. them. I'd rather them be bad than be stuck in no man's land like they have been for the past like four years. Like, yeah, exactly. Like they might not make the playoffs anyway, so why not give? Like, you're literally playing for nothing. Why not give them the opportunity? Jonathan Isaac, exactly. use this time to develop your other young players, and then you can also be bad, get a high draft pick, then have Jonathan Isaac come back with that high draft pick, and, and then you guys will look nice, bro. And and then you'll have a direction. And you could exactly. maybe trade Vucevic, depending on how Mobamba does. You know, like you could just Mobamba. But yeah, Fultz. I really just want him to succeed, and I really want the Magic to not be dumb. I will literally tweet the Magic I mean, I will... Twitter account for the <laughs> next probably... year. They'll block me, but I don't care. They need to play this man more. Start Fultz. Give him minutes. Start Fultz. Give him <laughs> minutes. Start Fultz. Give him minutes <laughs> every day, every single day. Um. What award do you want to do next? Do you want to do... Oh, did you do Coach of the Year, by the way? Yeah, I did. I didn't okay. really know, honestly, like, they to, what to do for the award. All right, what? let's do that. I don't even know. Was it Nick Nurse? Or was it Foley? I don't think Spolster? Even... Spolster, dang it. We don't even know. It's not totally relevant. <laughs> no, <laughs> NBA Coach of the Year 2020. It was Nick Nurse. Okay, that's what I thought. Really? Okay. Yeah, it was Nick Nurse. That's why I wanted to win it. That was my... Yeah, Nick Nurse. Won. I guess that makes sense. Um, uh, who's your winner? Brad Stevens. Okay, mine is Brad Stevens as well. <laughs> um, he hasn't won Coach of the Year ever, and that's I'm why really... I, that's I did. I think he's. I honestly think he's probably like T one, T two best coach in, in the NBA. I think he's definitely a top three coach in the league. Um, yeah. but I just think that like. Yeah, he hasn't won Coach of the Year award yet. He's one of the best coaches in the league. The Celtics. I'm really high on the Celtics this season, so I think yeah, that so they're going to be a good team. And then I just think that he's an easy choice to win that award. And plus, all the other top coaches like of teams, like Steve Nash is a new head coach, so I don't think he'll get it. Um, I don't think that Nick Nurse will get it because he just won it again. Mike Budenholzer, I don't think he's going to get it, even no, if they have a good record. Yeah, I was like, hell no. Budenholzer ain't getting this award. I don't care how good it looks. So I'm confident that Brad Stevens will win the award this year. Uh, who's your? Uh, do you have anything else to add on that? No. All right, who's I your one? Vogel for my runner-up. Okay, I have Rick Carlisle uh, from the Mavericks. 
That's a good one. My I was I was thinking uh, Carlisle actually. Yeah, I. Vogel's a good one. Vogel's a good one too, actually. I um, think he's it's like overlooked what he did last year because everybody's just gonna kind of think like because they're LeBron's LeBron. the coach. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, coach of the year. I think Vogel is, is actually like a, a pretty smart coach, and uh, I think he's definitely overlooked by the fact that he has LeBron and Davis. Yeah, facts. That's big facts. Like people underrate underrate coaching when you have star players. Like you just need star players. Like no, like you need a coach to coach those star players too. Like we've seen super teams fail with bad coaching with great players. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Rick Carlisle. I'm really high on the Mavericks this year. Uh, I think that what he did. I think he's a really underrated head coach actually. Um, yeah. Was was he the head coach of that Mavericks championship team? I think he was. Was I think so? Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was the head coach of that championship team. And I think just what he's done with lots of, like, their depth players and just, like, his utilization of um, – what's his face? His utilization of Luca. I just think that they're going to be a good team. I think that he's a good coach. And I yeah, think that yeah. he'll win the award. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> so, yeah, he was the head coach of that championship team. Yeah. Um, who's your dark horse? We might have the same. Uh, I just went decide. I don't know. I just kind of felt like memeing it. I just said Steve Nash. <laughs> Run! <laughs> That's what I was thinking, actually. But um, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I I feel like he's not gonna do like anything that's too big. But I feel like the fact that the Nets will probably just be good next year, and then he's mm-hmm. their coach. And, you know, if he does actually make changes, like running Katie at the five, mm-hmm. I think if he actually is, like, able to show himself as a decent head coach, I think he could be in some considerations. I definitely do not see him winning it. But, I mean, it would be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, if the team does good, then he'll obviously be one of the top names. My thing is, he's, is he even, like, coaching? Because he was like, oh, Mike D'Antonio's going to handle the offense. And then – uh Doc <laughs> Vaughn's gonna handle the defensive coaching. I was like, "What are you doing then?" <laughs> like, <laughs> My man is just strictly doing player development. He's yeah, like I don't know, like even if he, even if the Nets have a good season, it's not like like I don't think that they'll be a good enough team, and I don't think he'll be a good enough coach to win the award. For my yeah. dark horse, I was kind of thinking like an, a surprising team because we've seen last year the Grizzlies were a surprising oh, team, Grizzlies, and Taylor yeah. Jenkins were same thing with the Thunder. I think Billy Donovan was one of the lead coaching candidates for that award. Part of it for me was just like not remembering what team's coaches were. (laughs) You could have just wrote down Hawks coach. Suns coach. (laughs) But uh, I think Lloyd Pierce from the... I think... Billy Donovan? Bro, you don't even know the... No, no, it's Billy Donovan, no. Uh, I think Lloyd Pierce from the Hawks is a good dark horse candidate. That's a good one, yeah. They have the potential to make some noise. And I think going from really bad to a potentially playoff team. Uh, I think that – I also think that the voters are going to look for that too. Like, oh, this team was bad last year. They're good this year. Lloyd Pierce is – he's actually, like, a decent coach. Like, he's not obviously, like, amazing. But, like, he's just been, like, not had good rosters. So – Yeah, exactly. Also, That kind of weighs him. it down. Um, ooh, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. I was also thinking of that. But I just went with – um. I went with uh, oh. I feel also, like the Hawks have a chance of being better anyway. So that's that's what my process was. It was between those two, and then I thought that he had better potential to be better. <laughs> so 
<laughs> He's just uh, better. Defensive player of the year. So there's not a lot of like. No, defense... I was, yeah, like I was actually kind of struggling for this award because I feel like it's generally like the same people. Yeah, and there's like not a lot of like defensive caliber players that can win this award, which is something I kind exactly. of struggled with. Like every award, really there's. Yeah. I was really disappointed that uh, that Isaac got injured because I wanted to have him as my dark horse. He would have been my dark horse if he would have got if he wouldn't have gotten injured. Um, but who's your winner? I'm guessing it's Davis. Yeah. Okay, he's my uh winner. Winner. He's my winner too. Um, he's my winner I just think, up. Uh, he was probably wasn't he second in voting last year? Yeah. He had an amazing and defensive a season. People, a lot of people think he. Uh, yeah, I feel like it kind of looked like it's hard to say that it went overlooked, but I feel like it did because, like, statistically, I know like blocks and steals don't really matter that much in terms of the awards. But, like, mm-hmm. statistically, it kind of looked like he low-key killed Giannis in terms of his defensive stats. Oh, like, the – it was all because of the advanced stats what yeah. made Giannis win. And also the fact that their team defense was better. But also he it had – he also had Brooke Lopez and Bledsoe on the team. And their team was just – yeah. Middle. But, I mean, didn't Giannis only average, like, one block and one steal? And then Davis averaged, yeah, like, like, 1.5 steals and two and a half blocks or something? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, the stats are actually a lot different, like, just in terms of the uh, – why can't just yeah. the regular stats like it? It actually was a lot of a surprise to me how much mm-hmm. Davis led in, and I just feel like Davis is in terms of anchoring a defense. Like the, obviously, even just like LeBron, we know how great mm-hmm. LeBron was on defense last year. And uh, <laughs> you mean two years ago? Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, with Davis being there, it like. Really it helped. Just, I feel like it changed the culture of their defense. It just changed the culture of their defense and how they, how much effort they put on that side of the floor. It also wasn't like empty defensive stats. It's not like you put up those numbers and the team defense wasn't good. Like they had a good defense. Like they were a good defensive exactly. team. And I think that they'll be probably an even. Uh, I don't know if even better because they lost some key defensive players like Dwight and Danny Green. But I still think that they'll be, but yeah, yeah, that's true. But I still think that they'll be a top defense, and I think that Davis will put up similar defensive stats. I think he has the potential to win Defensive Player of the Year. He is that talented on the defensive end, and I think yeah. that the market really helps and the storyline really helps. Um, and I think that he is the leading candidate there for me personally. Yeah, um, who's your runner up? Uh, I basically just have a flip flop, so I got Giannis as the runner up. Okay, you got Giannis um, for your runner-up. Yeah, I didn't choose Giannis because okay, this is also gonna. I, know, cut... I, didn't, I didn't want to, but like, yeah. my thing is like I think that he will get lots of votes, but I don't see him winning it just because no, I just I. I just don't see the voters wanting to give Giannis awards, and especially gonna... after just exactly like just getting the MVP, just getting defensive player of the year, and then coming up short in the playoffs like that. It's like. Everyone's also coming like, up oh, short, it's just this again. Also coming up short defensively too, because he'd even guard Jimmy Butler in that Heat oh, that's series. True. So yeah. like giving him the Defensive Player of the Year award when he's not even guarding the best player come playoff time, like it's gonna be hard to give him that award. Like I think that he'll get he lots of been. votes and that he'll be in consideration because he's that elite defensively. But my runner-up's Ben Simmons. Um, I really okay. think that. Yeah, I I think yeah I think he's gonna be. A runner-up. He was my dark horse, but then I think he could be the runner-up. I 
legitimately believe that he's elite defensively. He was playing up elite defensive stats last year. Overlooked how good he is defensively. I wrote a whole piece on it, and like just looking at the advanced analytics and just everything, just looking at how he defended the most elite NBA players, like his stats again, his defensive stats, how he guarded like guys like Harden when he was on him, guys like LeBron, Tatum. He was he was clamping Luca. Like he was clamping. And I just think that the Sixers – another thing was the Sixers team defense wasn't great last year, and that was because of coaching. But I think that yeah. defensively they'll be better this year and be more invested into defense. And I think that they'll be a scary defensive team this year. Yeah, no, Philly's, Philly's looking – Philly's actually looking nice next year. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I think that Ben Simmons will be the runner-up. I think he'll get even better on the defensive end just like – and I think they, they'll experiment with him more playing as a big, and I think that that yeah. can result in his um, blocks per game going up as well. And just yeah. like – just more versatility on defense because he can play legitimately. He can legitimately guard one through five. Like I one even – so he's my runner-up. Uh, is he your dark horse? Or do you have a different no, dark my horse? No, my dark horse is partner in crime. Embiid? Okay, okay. Um, my, my thing is, it's really hard to win the... Like, now we're looking at the Defensive Player of the Year award more from the versatility perspective, which... That's true. I mean, I think that we're moving away, just like how the modern NBA is on defense. I think that versat- versatile defense is way more important nowadays than, like, rim protection like Gobert. That's the why I don't is, see it. I think Embiid can anchor a defense like that, similar to an Anthony Davis style. Obviously, I don't think he could be as elite at it as him. I don't think I that think... switchability is as... Yeah, the switchability is my main thing. But um, mm-hmm. uh, I saw that Doc Rivers was talking about how Embiid looks more in shape. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But if it is, I think it can definitely help him in terms of effort on defense and Honestly, I just want to see Embiid come out and have like a dominant style season. Yeah, I, I think he will. I, I'm really yeah, I think it's, Sixers. I think, I think it's due. Yeah. Um, my dark horse is Bam. Um, okay. Ooh, kind I of, forgot about Bam. Kind of for the same reasons I was saying about like how versatility on defense is so important for the Defensive Player of the Year award, and Bam is yeah, probably yeah. one of the most, if not the most. Um, switchable bigs in the league, big, yeah. and he also had lots of like defensive player of the year type moments, and like those really matter. Like when he blocked Tatum, when he, yeah, yeah. Uh, he also didn't he. Oh wait, no, that was that was in his rookie season. He clamped LeBron in a possession, but just like stuff like that, like the switchability, and I think that he's getting more attention. I think he'll get more defensive attention. Like he already got so much defensive attention this year. And everyone was praising his defense. And I think he'll take that even further next year. And I think he could be a dark horse for the award. Yeah, so. Bam is, yeah, Bam will, Bam's really nice on defense. And he's going to be, like, that he team is very nice in general. And, he's uh, a, yeah. He's, he's a big that can, you want to do. He's a big that can switch onto the perimeter. That he will have a good defensive team. I think he's a good dark horse candidate. Yeah. Now, last award. MVP. Guns. Who is your winner? I feel like we got the same one, man. Luca? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Luca's. I mean, another thing is, it's really like duos is really like a hard thing because, like, when you have a duo, it brings down your MVP uh, chances. And, like, Luca's the main guy. I'm really high on that Mavericks team. I think in the regular season, they'll be great. And, I mean, I really want him to win MVP this year, if I'm being honest. 
Yeah, I know. That's mainly that's part of the reason I have him here. I really want to see him become the youngest MVP. Because I'm tired of people saying Derrick Rose, oh, he's the youngest MVP. <laughs> exactly. Are they going to be like, he's the second youngest MVP? Like, <laughs> like I'm just tired um, of hearing that because it was so long ago and it's like completely like they just bring it up. Whenever you bring Derrick Rose up, you bring that up. And it's like those are completely separate from who he is. But I think Luca has the skill to, and I really think that he deserves to be the youngest MVP. Yeah, like, and last year, part of the problem was that they were only the 60. Oh, sorry, 70? Yeah. 60. And he was fourth in voting, right? Because Harden was third, or was he? Yeah, he was fourth in voting. He was fourth in MVP voting as the seventh seed. And he almost had yeah. a triple-double. Exactly. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, I still think Luka has, like, another level he can get to. Because... Yeah, exactly, which is insane. Defensively, he kind of is what he did, what he is. I don't think he's going to get much better on that side of the floor. Maybe, like, small steps. Because yeah. Luka's... Luka, the thing is, Luka plays really smart. And Harden... Harden is a player that everyone says is shit on defense, but Harden actually like plays smart defense the way he plays, and I think Luca can kind of play similar to that because obviously Luca isn't very a- athletic, but mm-hmm. he plays so smart that I think it'll help him on the defensive end of the floor. And in terms of offense, obviously, you know, he put up uh, almost a thirty-point triple double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Luca was not very efficient last year, and uh, he can. If he like he shot like thirty one percent from three, could you imagine what he'll be doing if he could shoot like forty percent from three? Like that's crazy. I mean, I don't think he'll shoot that good, but I know what you mean. No, neither like, do I. It's just better than what he was shooting. Yeah, like he can. He still has another level, like you mentioned. And that's crazy to think about. Like he's so good. And my big thing is the team success. And I think the Mavericks will be a good regular season team. And I think no, he's yeah, just going to take his as well. The main deciding factor for me will be if Kristaps can stay healthy. If Kristaps can stay healthy then the team will do better, then Luca will be more likely to win the MVP award. That's my main thing. Because if Luca's yeah. injured for most of the season, I mean, Chris Tops. If Chris Tops is injured for most of the season, then it's going to be harder for the Mavericks to win. It's going to be harder for him to win the award. I mean, if the Mavericks are able to win, though, with Chris Tops out, I think then that makes it even. Case. I think yeah. it does, too. I think that Luca is easily the... the um, I think he can legitimately win, and I want him to win the most. So do I, yeah. I think that, okay, here's my prediction. I think that this MVP race will be very reminiscent of the 2010 to 2011 MVP race because it's basically the exact same storyline because Luca yeah. is the young guy who could potentially be the youngest MVP. And then you got Giannis slash LeBron. And then you got Giannis slash LeBron, which are coming off. Um, disappointing playoff performances where they didn't win the championship when they were probably expected to, and coming off of two MVPs and having the stats to win MVP, but the voter fatigue, which I think is going to be the same storyline because Giannis is probably going to put up like his team's probably going to be top two seed. He's going to put up probably amazing stats, like probably the best stats in the league, and yeah. he might not win the award just because the voters don't want to see him win the award. Which is yeah. the same thing with the LeBron. Because yeah. um, he could have won, what was it? Isn't that, he could have won five MVPs in a row? I think in a row. I think honestly, LeBron, if I'm being completely real, I think LeBron should have won that MVP looking at it now. But yeah, I'm not mad about it, but yeah. I think that that MVP voting race will be the exact same as this one. But that's, so that's what I think. Your runner. See, I have Giannis as my runner-up. I don't think he can win. I don't think he has a chance of winning just because no matter how good he plays, I just don't think the voters will give him the MVP. 
So my runner-up's yeah. AD. Okay, mine too. Yeah, AD is my runner-up. I really think that, like, if LeBron does take the step back and kind of let him facilitate like we think. Up, like you said. Yeah. And we see in the playoffs that that Davis can do that. And I think that Davis can be a runner-up. Do I think he could win the MVP? I think that there's better options to win the MVP. It's not too out of the question. But I think he's, he's going to be a top three candidate for the award. Well, yeah. And if Davis has, like, a monster season, like, if he can win the D point, and if he can be in MVP considerations, he can have an amazing, like, all-time great season. The Lakers could solidify him up there. The Lakers could potentially be the first seed. He could potentially win Depoy, and he could potentially win MVP, and potentially Finals, Finals. MVP. Exactly. Like, he like, has the potential like, to do that all. Legacy, that is a legacy-solidifying season for him. Yeah, exactly. And like, and I, don't I, mean, think, and I don't think it's out of the question. My problem is people are already acting like he's done that, which is my big problem. Like, people are already putting him, up, like, you know, really I, high he, up. That's true. Yeah, and he ain't even win finals MVP last year. Like, obviously, he's, like, just as worthy of it as Just as won. valuable, yeah. But, but uh, yeah. If he does have that incredible season like we were talking about, he could potentially jump up to probably, like, third or fourth power forward all time. Like, that would put him, like, really high up. I don't know if I'd put him at third, but, yeah, definitely definitely around Oh, fourth, yeah. Like, and then the KG versus Davis discussion will be an actual discussion because people are already putting Davis above Garnett, which, like, is disrespectful. Yeah. Um, who's your dark KG's horse? So underrated. Facts. Um, for my dark horse, I, have I two. went really, I went really, yeah, uh, I feel like I went really, like, uh, old with it. Who is and it? I put I did Trey Young. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> oh okay, okay. Like um, statistically, Trey Young can oh. put up the stats to win MVP. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Obviously, team success is very uh, what weighs it down. Yeah. But uh, like, just the way Trey Young can like elevate, even like, cause last year he did, did he average he averaged like what nine assists last year. He averaged like twenty nine and nine. No, he averaged nine. He didn't average ten. But yeah, yeah. Well, he was able to Close, put up yeah. almost. Yeah, he was able to put up almost ten assists with a very poor roster around him. He didn't even have John Collins for most yeah. of the season. I was just about to say, yeah. And uh, yeah, though, just the way he can elevate people, uh, mm-hmm. it's like Curry esque. Yeah, not quite at that level, but I think that I really want to. Because people are really hating on Trey Young, saying he's putting up empty stats. Like I hear lots of people, lots of people on Twitter are hating, saying Westbrook is no, not Westbrook. Yeah, people are saying like Westbrook's like way better. Trey Young isn't as good as guys like John Wall and Kyle Lowry and Kemba. John Wall. Yeah, I yeah. People disrespect Trey Young so much, and I wanted to silence everyone. It's just because he can't play. It's just because he can't play defense. But like. Yeah, but if you look at what his offensive impact, is so impactful for the team. He's so he's talented, so talented. Yeah, like if they don't have Trey Young, they probably have the first overall pick every year. Yeah, probably exactly. They well, no, they, they they do. If they don't, because yeah, they almost do they with have, Trey Young. They don't have Trey Young. They don't. They have the first overall pick. That's facts. Okay, my dark horse. This one, it's a dark horse, but it's not like too out there in my opinion. Um, but it might be. Uh, Damian Lillard is my dark horse. That's a really good one, actually. 
Because it's like the Blazers dark... are looking nice. The Blazers are looking nice. This exactly. Week. Like the Blazers are always good. I'm really high on the Blazers because the Blazers are always good in the regular season. And this is probably the best team we've seen with Dame. Dame put up MVP exactly. numbers last season. He put up like, what was it? 30 and 10? Clo- no, 30 and 8. 30 points, 8 assists. The only problem was like he put up MVP numbers and he had an MVP-esque season. Like there were MVP moments when he went down that stretch. When he was exactly. just like going off, it was just that his team it's was like, struggling. Yeah, but now that his team is good and the Blazers always find a way to be good in the regular season, so does Dame. I legitimately think that Damian Lillard could surprise people and become a top MVP candidate. Like it's not too out of the question, in my opinion. And he also said he really wanted to work on his defense, which I think is also something that can be put into consideration for the MVP. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's it not too out of the question. No, like I, uh, I have another dark horse. Uh, it's more darker than this one, uh, Jason Tatum, um, just because I think the Celtics will be a top three seed in the East this year. Jason Tatum, I think, is going to take another big leap. And kind of what we seen last year when he was going crazy, I think we're going to see more consistently this season. Like when he went to Austin, like what was it, January? February? February. Uh, but I think that we could see... Or maybe it was Jan- it was January, February. It was like in that span. It was like trickled over, I think. But I think that we could see Tatum average 28 points per game, 27, 28 points per game, and be a top three seed in the East. So, yeah, and I don't think that's out of the question. Like, Tatum no. is that dude. And it's not just Boston Celtics fans being crazy, man. Like, he can be that guy. I think that he could potentially establish himself as a top 10 player in the league this season. Like, I think that he could jump up to be, like, on the same plane as, like, well, not on the same plane as... Yeah, I think like, he could be 10th in the league, potentially. Yeah, like, depending who you have, like, because some people have, uh, like, Jokic higher and, like, I, Jimmy lower. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he can definitely, like, surpass Jimmy. I think he could either be on the same tier or surpass Jimmy and Jokic and be, like... Exactly. Yeah, like, he, like, where did I have Jimmy on my list? Like, 8 or 9? I think he could be... I think he could be that good. I think it'd be like 10 surpassing Jokic yeah, this season. I don't think it's out of the question at all. No, like he's 15th on my list right now. Like he could potentially jump up to nine. Like that's crazy. Like he's insane. But yeah, those are, uh, you said your dark horse was Trey. Yeah. But Lillard, I don't think it's too out of the question, honestly, for him to be the dark horse MVP. No, neither do I. So yeah. Um, do you have any other predictions or anything? Oh, should we do our finals predictions right now? Actually, no, 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 no. no. We're going to do our standings predictions a different time. So we can do that when we do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, um, I still think Lakers are going to make the finals. That's just me. No, yeah, so do I. But we, we'll, we shall see. Um, that was all for this podcast. That was our award predictions. Uh, we, had some, we, we agreed on most things, but I think that was different enough. I think that, I mean, Trey Young for MVP, for a runner up, for a dark horse. Like, I think that mine are more likely, but I like how you brought in that flair with Trey Young. And, like, he has the level of skill to do that. Honestly, I was just, like, scrolling through 2K to try to find players, and I just landed on Trey Young, and I was like, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're the type of guy that bases everything that he said thinks off of 2K, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like... Trey Young, I kind of like that. He won MVP in the in the two K sim, so he should win MVP. <laughs> he put up forty and ten. He put up fifty and twenty. 
He do be funny if those stat lines. But yeah, uh, that was all for this podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for probably we'll do our uh, standings predictions. And I'm excited to see uh, how we agree or disagree on those. So, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Take care.